Thank you. There was this song that we sang today, I think it was Jesus Calling, and it was talking about setting a fire in our, our heart that we can't contain and we can't control. Did you catch the, the were, did you realize what you were singing when you sang that? And I thought, what a great prayer for us to pray every day that, Father, send a fire into my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. I want more of you. That's going to be my morning prayer this week. I just want so much more of God. Um, today, I am not going to be speaking for you. God has brought a, a great message through Brock Crow. Uh, those that got were here to hear Brock um, about a month or two ago got to receive a great word. Brock is uh, a young man that really has a, an anointing of God upon his life, a calling upon his life. Uh, he has been a part of my uh, kids' um, life as a, as a pastor, even, and, and they still sing his praises whenever we're in the car. And uh, we wanted to give Brock the opportunity and his beautiful wife, Lauren, to come and be with us again today. So would you all give Brock a wonderful Lake House Church welcome today? Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I'm so blessed to be here. It's always exciting and a joy to be here today. A lot has happened in our life since last time I saw you. We just had a, our second baby boy four weeks ago. So I'm not getting much sleep these days. And I have a 17-month-old. So we have two kids 16 months apart. We know. It's crazy. So everybody that we see at the store kind of looks at us like, they aren't very smart. I'm like, well... You know, God ordained it. So we're just saying, you know what, that, that's what we, we're accepting and we're excited. We love our little boys. And due to my wife's beauty, they are two handsome boys. And so I'm thankful for that. And then also, actually, another great thing, tomorrow is my birthday. And so I'll be 29 years old tomorrow. And uh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, the crazy thing, I don't know what y'all's upbringing was, but my upbringing, I was, grew up in a charismatic home, um, fully spirit-filled home, and we were passionate about God in our home, great upbringing. But one thing about my upbringing, we were constantly waiting for the arrival of Christ. And so I remember at a young age saying, man, I just can't wait to be 16, and my parents would say, uh, God will be back before then. So, you know, and now I'm 29. I'm like, okay, God, you know, is it going to happen? You know, and so I have to turn tune into Jack Van Impey every once in a while <laughs> to tune in and see when that's actually happening. One thing about Jack Van Impey, I don't know if you've ever seen him. He's more excited about the end of the world than any person I know of. So. And so, anyways, but uh, you know what, though, as I've matured, one thing I'm so thankful for is that the God I've been looking for to spread open the eastern sky and to return, he's here today. We don't have to wait until heaven to experience his presence, his goodness. He's here today. And so many times I think we get caught up and we say, well, life's just going to be so much better in heaven. It will. But you know what? God is king of this earth. And he wants to make our life even better. So I just, I'm just so excited to be able to be here today. I don't know, how many of y'all were able to hear Pastor Mark's message the past two weeks? 
Awesome. Well, I, I was able to listen to them online, and they were great messages. I would encourage you to go to lakehousechurch.com, or you can go to iTunes and listen to the past two weeks. And, and really, I just we were texting back and forth, and he, he said, you know, I've just been teaching on expectation. And I said, man, what a great word for this time of the year. I really believe that. And, but as I was listening to the messages and I was praying, I really felt in my spirit, I haven't been expecting. What I realized I was doing, I was speculating and not expecting. And let me teach you the difference real quick. Speculation, the definition of speculation, a conclusion or opinion reached by such contemplation. And then the definition of expectation is the act or state of looking forward to or anticipating. But the thing about speculation is it's us trying to figure it out. And the thing about speculation, speculation produces anxiety. Because speculation is all about us trying to figure it out. And what we do is we just take our life situations and say, most of the time with speculation, it's a negative thing in our life. We think, oh, I'm just going to have to grip and be prepared for the negative. But expectation, and I love that in the definition, is the state of looking forward to. Think about it. You don't look forward to bad things. Think about it. When you were a young kid and, and mom and dad said, grandma and grandpa are coming to town. You got excited. You're expecting their arrival. You were looking forward to it. But think about it when you were a kid and your mom said, we're going to the dentist. You don't look forward to the dentist. I still don't look forward to the dentist. And if you're a dentist in here, I'm sorry. I hate going to the dentist. But, and the thing that's so beautiful about expectancy is it produces faith. And we need faith in our life. And so, today, I just want to build on those last two weeks' messages. If you've got your Bibles this morning, I want you to open them up to Genesis chapter 6, verses 12 through 22. Genesis chapter 6, verses 12 through 22. And if you don't have your Bible, it will be up on the screen. But before we dive into the Word, I just want to open this up in a word of prayer. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for Lord, that you are good. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that your goodness, Lord, will reign in this place. Lord, it is my desire, Lord, that it's not about my influence, it's not about my words, but Lord, it's about your word. God, because your word does not return void. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that my my voice has no power, but yours does. And Lord, we just ask you, Lord, to prepare our hearts to hear your word today. And Lord, let let just revelation and change come to our life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right, Genesis Chapter 6, verse 12 through 22. This is the story of Noah. It said, God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on the earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, Make room in it, sorry, (laughs) make, sorry, I got got lost on here. 
So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all the people for the earth filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make room in it, and coat it with the pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below below the roof and opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side in the side of it for leaving below the roof and opening the cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower middle and upper decks. I'm going to bring flood waters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has the the breath of life in it, everything on the earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark. You and your sons and your wife and your sons wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store away as food for you and for them. Verse 22, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Okay, real quick. I want to think about this scripture. I know this, this, this is not the highlight of, of God's goodness in a lot of ways when we look at this scripture like, man, God, you really wanted to destroy everything on the earth. And it, and it does seem crazy, but I, what I see here is God's goodness to Noah. And I believe that God's goodness to Noah is the same goodness that God wants to share with you and I. And so today I want to look and I want to kind of break down this passage. Just kind of things that I, I've, these are just kind of nuggets. Usually I would do like a one step through five and say these are things that you need to do. But today I just want to kind of pull out nuggets of this passage. And maybe something will speak to you today on how Noah approached building the ark. The first thing I realized was Noah was a human just like you and I. You know, so many times I think we read the Bible and we think, oh, well, those were like the superstars. And they are nothing like me. God doesn't view me in the same light as Noah. But the thing is, is God created Noah just like he created you and I in his image. The same breath of life that God breathed into Noah, he breathed into you and I. And so there is no difference. And, and so I think we have to sometimes break that down and say, you know what, God, I, I, I want to walk in the same favor that Noah walked in. And Peter writes, and I wanted to share the scripture in Acts 10.34, he says, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. So God doesn't look at Noah and say, ah, oh, you know what, if you can get your stuff together like Noah, then I'll speak to you. But this is what I really noticed about Noah. Genesis 6, 9 says this. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of the time, and he walked faithfully with God. Amen. He walked faithfully with God. And I think sometimes we think, man, God, am I really walking faithfully with God? Am I really right there with you? 
Well, the key to walk faithfully with God is our love for God. When we walk in an agape love for God and our heart is truly, you know what, God, I love you so much. There's nothing else more important than you. Our love produces faithfulness. My love for my wife produces my faithfulness to her. And that's how we have to approach. We have to say, you know what, God, I need, I need to love you. And ask, and ask yourself, God, do I love you? And I really believe that God, a lot of times, even in my life, he's shown me and said, you know what, Brock, there's an area in your life that has really kept your love for me. And I, and I really believe that God will highlight that to you and you'll begin to walk faithfully with him just as Noah did. The other thing I find unique about this passage is it doesn't say Noah approached God that day. It doesn't say God, Noah went to his prayer room and said, okay, God, I really want a new boat. Will you give me the desires of my heart? I, I've just been dreaming about a, a really big boat that can carry all the creatures of the earth. We don't see that. We don't see, see Noah say, man, God, we need more pets. We just, I love the creatures of this earth. I just, if you would give me more pets, that would be great. You don't see Noah doing that. He's not approaching God with a desire. He's not going before the Lord and saying, God, this is what I have to have answered. I need you to make this happen for me. We don't see that. Also, what we do not see is when God is speaking to Noah, Noah doesn't go, hey, God, can I make a suggestion on how to do this thing? I think this would be the best way to approach this situation. That's not what he did. But what we saw was Noah's only desire was to be close to God. That was his only desire. And he knew that I will do anything that you ask of me because I just want to be close to you. And that's what we have to get. We have to begin to approach it and say, you know what, God, it's not about me. It's not about you meeting this need in my life. And I think we really need to begin to teach ourselves and, and enter into our prayer time and, and, and go every day before the Lord and just ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to speak to me today? What do you want to speak to me today? And I have found so many times God speaks exactly what I need to hear. And used to, I'd ask him, God, what do you want me to do? And God used, would not answer me at, at times. And, he, and one time I just said, God, what do you want to speak to me? And he just said, you know what, Brock, I just want you to rest. I just want you to be in my presence. That's all I want from you. And so we need to begin to ask that question. is, God, what do you want to speak to me? Because he'll guide you, he'll direct you, he'll, he'll give you exactly what you need and what you need to hear. And then, what I noticed, God gave Noah exact specifications of the ark. Exact specifications for the ark. There was no creative interpretation of what God spoke. He didn't say, hey, Noah, I just would like for you to build a boat. Just make it however big you want to make it. Uh, and what we got to realize, there was no such things as boats back then. They never even seen rain. And God gave him exactly the dimensions and the specifications of that boat. 
You know what's also awesome about that boat? Is God didn't put a steering wheel or a rudder on that boat. Think about that. That's for another message. But, but this is what I learned about that. Is God does not want to withhold any information from you. So many times we think, oh, man, why is God not speaking? Well, he is speaking, and he, wants to, he desires to give you yeah, details. Right, yes. He desires to speak to you. Yes. And when I read this scripture, I was like, man, why is it that so many times we don't hear like Noah did in detail and specification? It's because we're bringing our own desires and we want to accomplish what we want to accomplish and we say, well, God, I hope you, you like what I did. But God's saying, no, let me do what I need to do. Amen. Because God wants to share his life and he wants to share his desires with us. That's what he desires. Is he wants to be intimately with us. So I would encourage you, a lot of times we're, we might be asking and not listening might be asking and not listening. We just need to listen to the voice of God and know what he wants to say. In my past role at my last church, I was the creative pastor for our church for a season. And in that role, I oversaw all of our audio, our video, our marketing, all print, all that. And my pastor, he wanted to start this new series called Inside Out. But we prepared a whole uh, other series before that, it was ready to go. And Friday, he said, no, we're not doing that anymore. I want to do a series called Inside Out. So I had to come up with a brand new print, brand new video, everything on Friday before Sunday. And that day, man, I was just stressed out. I was just like, God, what is going on? And I just asked the Lord, I said, okay, God, what do you want the video to look like? Because I'm, I'm just, I'm fed up. And all of a sudden, man, God gave me this incredible idea, and I won't, it was just this shirt that we painted, and all of it, it wasn't super brilliant, but what ended up happening is I got this girl that was super artistic, and she made this video. It was a huge success. But you know what I learned in that? Not, not that it would produce a better video for me. What I learned in that is God cared about what I, I had going on in my life. He cared, and he knew what was best. And that's what I would encourage you is no matter what you're going through, approach God and just give it to him and say, God, what do you want to speak? How do you want to do this? And he'll speak to you. Amen. It's amazing how many times he'll come back and say, this is what I, I, want, I think you should do. <clears throat> the other thing I realized about Noah is this was a covenant agreement, not a contract agreement. When God speaks, it is always a covenant. The difference between the two is a contract is, the way we write up contracts is, okay, I'm going to take care of this, but in our agreement, if I do this, then you have to do this part. That's a contract. And a contract, we all know, can be easily broken. But a covenant agreement will never be broken. Amen. Because the way God speaks is he says, this is what I have to say, and I'm, no matter what happens, I'm not backing out on it. This is what I spoke. And the crazy thing about back in the day when two men would make a covenant in, in Israel, two Jewish men, 
the way they would do it is they would, each man would touch the inner thigh of the other man. Let me tell you something. If, an, if I'm allowing another man to touch the inner thigh, we're being serious business. <laughs> it wasn't just a handshake. And that was how they, they wanted to portray it. They wanted to say, you know what? This is a covenant. And we're going to walk this thing out. And that's how God intends our marriages to be. And that's how he wants to walk with you and I, is through a covenant. And one thing we need to do is every day is we need to remind ourselves of what the Lord has spoken to us. Amen. We need to remind ourselves and say, you know what, this is what God said. If God said it, it will be done. Amen. I don't care what happens, I don't care what circumstances, I don't care what my bank account looks like. If God said it, then it will be done. And that's what a covenant is. is We've got to continually remind ourselves that. Let me encourage you. In the moment you hear God speak to you, who's going to follow up with it is the enemy. He's going to come in and say, man, that is stupid. I mean, think about Noah. He's building a boat. People don't know what a boat is. And they're wondering, what? All the animals in the, of the world are going to come to your boat? You're crazy, Noah. But we have to constantly remind ourselves, now this is what the Lord has spoken. And I'm going to carry out and do my part. That brings me to my next observation. Noah had his part to do, and God had his part to do. To me, times we don't do anything and we think we're entitled to God's blessing. We just kind of sit along and say, well, God, someday, if you want to give me a business, that would be great. But until then, I'll just sit home and watch the view, wait for it to happen. We can't do that. We, there is a part that we play. And the beautiful thing is God wants to partner with you and I. And when he partners with us, he will do the impossible. He'll do the impossible. We see that in G- Genesis 6.20. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. Could you imagine Noah going all over the world? and trying to track down two of every kind of animal. You know how stressful that would be? Be like, okay, God, I, I might, in, in trying to invent, he probably would have been the best duck call in the world. <laughs> be like, come on, get on the boat. But no, God did the impossible. He did the part that Noah, there was no way for Noah to do that. And that's the thing is, God wants to partner with you every single day. Yeah. Every single day. Um, a few months before I left Arkansas, I was, just, I was just praying in my car and I said, God, I just want to partner with you, whatever you want to do. And as I was walking to Walmart, I saw, saw a gentleman holding a sign saying, I need a job. And usually I would just walk on in and say, okay, God, will bless him. And, and I'm guilty of that. But the Lord spoke to me. He said, you know what? He said, you need to buy him a gift card and go pray with him. I said, okay, God, I don't know. I mean, he really needs a job. But I went out there, prayed with him. And I just said, and I told him, I said, you know what? I said, God cares about you. I said, begin to pray and ask the Lord for a job. And the next day, someone in our church met the guy and gave him a job the next day. Well, I didn't do that. I didn't call him up and I didn't say, hey, man, there's a guy sitting outside of Walmart. He needs a job. Can you go follow up with him? No, God orchestrated the impossible. 
And so I encourage you, man, God wants to partner with you every single day. And the last thing, Noah responded immediately. <laughs> Noah responded immediately. Genesis 5.22. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. And we need, to, we need to be completely obedient. Pastor Mark talked about that last week, is our obedience. And I truly believe that when expectation and obedience intersect, that's when the miracle comes. And, says, and what I've realized is, is so many times we'll hear God and then what we'll do is we'll procrastinate. I really truly believe our procrastination is the enemy of our destiny. Our procrastination is the enemy of our destination, our destiny. Procrastination is not just doing nothing, but it can be us doing the wrong things as well. So many times we, are, we procrastinate. For instance, maybe you have some young sons and God laid on your heart. He just wants you to teach them how to play baseball. And you think, man, God, it's really not that profound. But all of a sudden, you begin to think about it. And you say, well, God, it's really expensive for my sons to play baseball. I'm going to need to work some overtime to pay for them to get into league and, and, and to do that on a weekly basis. God, I'm just gonna, this is what I'm going to have to do. But I, I'll, I'll get to it once we get the finances to be able to, to put them in a league. That's what we do is we procrastinate. We do the wrong thing. And God say, no, this is what I want you to do. We have a close friend in Arkansas. Her name is Jennifer. And she was working a job. And the Lord laid on her heart and spoke to her that she, he wanted her to be a stay-at-home mom. And she thought, well, God, that's not, that doesn't really make sense. We need my, my income to compensate for the rest of our bills. I, I'm just, I'll, I'll wait. And she continued to wait and wait, and things got worse in her, in her home. But all of a sudden, she said, you know what? I'm going to be obedient, and I'm going to quit my job, and I'm going to be a stay-at-home. And she did that. And right when she did that, God opened up a, a, a door for her to start her own business and be stay-at-home and be even more successful with her, her business than she ever was working a job. But that's what happens when we line ourselves with what God really spoke and stop procrastinating. And I want to encourage you, there's something God's been speaking to you. Maybe you're being obedient in it, or maybe you've been procrastinating, or you've been thinking the time will come. But the thing is, God wants us to get on board. He wants us to get on board. And think about it, if Noah did not get on board, he would have been destroyed with the rest of the earth. He had to get on board with what God wanted to do. I want you to just bow your heads and close your eyes. Today, as I've just been talking about Noah, getting on board with what God wants to do, there's something that God wants you to get on board with more than anything. And that's what his son did for you on the cross 2,000 years ago. He laid his life down willingly for you and I. It's not because we're so special. It's because He loves us. And He cares for us. Even in our, our messiness and our imperfection, He loves us. Because we're His. We're His sons and daughters. He's proud of what He created. and He wants us to walk with Him, hand in hand. And if you're here today and you say, you know what? 
I, I don't really walk with the Lord every day. I don't. God doesn't give me. I just. I don't. He's not in complete control of my life. If that's you today, and you say, you know what, I want to get on board with what God is doing. I. I, I I'm not walking with him like I should. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. I'm not going to pull you to the front. I'm not going to call you out. I just want to see your hand, and I just want to pray with you today. Awesome. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Anybody else? It's the most important thing you could ever do right here. Anybody else? Just say, you know what? I, I, I need to get back with the Lord. Church, let's just pray with them today. Say, Lord. Today, I commit my life to you. I make a covenant to walk with you all of my days. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. One last thing. If you're just here today and maybe God's called you to do something. Maybe it's the start of business or maybe it, it's the Lord's just telling you, you know what, you need to relax. You just need to rest in my presence. Maybe the Lord's telling you, you need to go home vacation. Man, I hope God speaks that to me today. <laughs> but we need to get a line. And whatever the Lord is speaking to you, or also I want to pray with you, if maybe in your prayer time you feel like, man, you never hear God speak to you, I want to pray for you. Because it's the voice of God that will change your life. And whenever you line with that, and that's when you'll begin to see change. If you're here today and you just say, you know what, I need help hearing the voice of God or I need to get on board with what God's been speaking to me, I just want you to raise your hand. I'm not going to call you a friend. I just want to pray for you. God bless you. Anybody else? Awesome. If you just want to keep your hands raised, I know this is kind of a churchy thing, but I really believe in it. If you keep your hands raised, it's just a sign of receiving from the Lord today. And let's just receive what the Lord has. Lord, I just pray, God, for myself, God, and those that are in this room. God, let us be open and available vessels to you, God. Lord, let it not be about our agenda, about our accomplishments, but Lord, let it be about how we are available and used by you. And God, I pray for each and every one of us, God, as we hear your voice, let us be quick to respond and be obedient to you. Lord, let us not have hard hearts and turn our backs towards your voice. But Lord, I pray, God, for every family here today, Lord, that the blessings and the expectations, God, will rise up into their soul, God. And Lord, that they will expect the goodness and that they won't speculate negative and, and destruction over their home. But Lord, that they will expect the goodness and the favor and the blessings that you have for them. Lord, I thank you, Father, for Lord, that you are good and you are faithful and just. Your mercies endure every morning. And we thank you, Father, for it. In the we pray. Amen. sharing that word. It's a good word. Speculation versus expectation. I'm going to be digging into that this week. There's, I, God convicted me of certain things. He said, Mark, you've been speculating on this and you've been trying to figure this out on your own. And with expectation, it's just you're waiting. 
as a kid, I was thinking about Christmas. I had very little to do with Christmas as a child, but I just knew it was a great day to go running down the hallway at 4 a.m. waking everybody up to go open presents. And that was just expectation. But now we get speculation where we're trying to figure out how God's going to move, how God's going to provide, how God is going to, to intervene. So I love the word and with Noah and the obedience. Thanks for sharing that with us today. I want to speak a blessing over as you, we dismiss, so I'd love for everybody to stand. You know, as we're tearing down, I know things get busy, but I want, if you could today, thank the nursery workers, thank the worship team, thank the greeters. So much is going on before every service, before we get here. If you can slow Nathaniel down for two or three minutes, hug the man and tell him thank you for all that he does. It is amazing how just appreciation that we notice all the work that takes place. This worship team was practicing this morning and having April and Marco here today was just a blessing. Thank you so much for being a part with us. So let me speak the blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he smile upon you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. So go in his peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you and we'll see you next week.